All right, welcome back to Teachers of Good Things. This is Reverend Michelle O's. I am with Mrs. Deanna P. Cherry, who wants to be referred to as Mrs. That is her preferred name. We could call her I Reverend. <laughs> we could call her Reverend. We could call her Doctor. doctor. <laughs> we could call her Mon Cherry. We could say a lot of things, but she prefers Mrs. Mrs. And that is okay by me. She earned it. Well, you know, without even consciously knowing it, we walked into the widow's walk we a little did. bit. <laughs> we did, and it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. But we want to, we don't want to leave you there. We want to uh, talk about what to do when a situation that you don't expect occurs in your life, one that hurts you. And how to handle the unexpected. Yes, it is yeah. unexpected. Yeah. And uh something that can cause you to pause. We we want to make sure that you still know that God is with you. And so we're going to share from our hearts how we worked through the difficulty of the loss of our husbands. Yes. Um I'm going to start with the example of my husband and I riding in a t- on a tandem bike. I talked with Mrs. Cherry about this the other night, and uh, it's a bicycle built for two. And uh, if you don't know my husband, uh, Pastor Joseph O's, who pastored from the Heart Church Ministries of Pomona, um, my husband was a former uh, football player, and so he had a very broad back. Mm -hmm. So when we were riding on this bike for two, I couldn't see in front of me. I could only see to the left and to the right. And so as we were riding on the streets of Long Beach, I had to thoroughly trust that he was going in the right direction. And I realized that that was also the story of our lives in ministry Mm -hmm. because we were called out of the world and from our secular jobs that pay really good money (laughs) to go into the gospel. I had to trust that he correctly heard from God and be willing to submit to the call on his Mm -hmm. life. And so we're on this bicycle. So I've got a natural example. And I realize I can only see what's on the right and what's on the left. And God is reminding me while I am sitting back there that he's responsible for the direction for my life. And my job is to follow. And so I'm thinking, okay. And then when when my husband goes home to be with the Lord, I notice you and I say two things. Two different things. You say when he left me as though he had a choice. (laughs) And I say when my husband went home to be with the Lord, because I know he wouldn't leave me. (laughs) That's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, I'm sure once he saw the new heaven and the new earth, he was like, take me now, Jesus. (laughs) But um, I realized that as women, you know, when my husband left this natural earth, there was no one in front of me anymore. There was no one else responsible for the direction. There was no one else who, um, you know, if I failed to pray that day, I knew they had. Right. There there was so all of what I had trusted, if you will, was gone in the natural realm. Mm-hmm. And so I had to reestablish the relationship that I had with the Lord before my husband came. And when I say reestablished, I was never fearful or had any trepidation about my life because I knew the Lord was guiding me. But with a husband, 
I knew the Lord was guiding him. Yeah. And all I had to do was follow. It was well with my soul. Right. But I remember distinctly getting up one day and something had happened. And I was like, I got to go tell my husband. He's got to pray about this. And the Lord was like, nay, nay, that's you now. That's you. That's you. you. It's on you. So um, it wasn't that my life was absent. Uh, I have a, a wonderful pastor. Uh, I am in the Houston area from the Heart Church Ministries of Houston. And when there are major issues of my life, I will call my pastor mm-hmm. and I will ask for his input into things uh, and the issues of my life. And I know he's a praying man that trusts God. And uh, when my husband left the earth, the bishop became my pastor. Yes. And I all the plans that I thought God had given me, I ran them by the bishop. And, and, and when he was in agreement with the plans, he gave me some suggestions. And interestingly, they were not the same ones that he gives all the time. It's like what, what, what to do when someone goes home to be with the Lord. Mine were completely different. Yes. I like, he said, I know, but I'm in agreement with what God is doing with you. Yeah. And so, uh, then we, we move forward with the plans, but I said all that to say this. God was the same yesterday, today. And forevermore. He was the same to me before I met my husband Mm -hmm. as he was while I was with him, as he is today while I'm sitting here with you. He's a God that does not change. Mm -hmm. And his care for us does not dwindle. It doesn't diminish. You know, we get older and the body diminishes some. It, you know, it doesn't react the same. But God is still the same. So I do want to share that with you that the pain that you feel will heal. In time, it's it will never be the same. Nope, cannot be. But will st- it can still be really good yes. because God is good. Yes, yes, yes. Take it away. Yeah, what to do when the unexpected happen? I think that to be prepared for the unexpected, you really need to have a plan for your life apart from the unexpected thing that might happen. I needed to know who I was um, before Pastor Cherry left me to go to heaven. <laughs> and I needed to know that, see, my husband and I got saved together. We were married when we got saved. We were we married unsaved in the church. Love the Lord, I think. <laughs> but we definitely were not saved when we, we when we were called into the ministry. And so all of our growth has been together. Mm-hmm. And I never in my wildest dream ever had any vision of living a life without John Jerry in my life. And John was a very strong man, mm-hmm. very opinionated, mm-hmm. very much a leader and a take charge person. And I've always, by nature, been somewhat submissive. You know, if that's what you want to do, do it. (laughs) So I guess the biggest thing that happened in terms of the unexpected was the decisions that I had to make. Yeah. The things that I needed to liquidate, the downsizing that I needed to do um, to continue to function. That was the biggest thing because I've never made a decision. People want to call me the founding mother of the church. I've never founded anything in my life. You know, I've given birth to two children, but I didn't <laughs> found them. <laughs> and, you know, I was help me to my husband, but mm-hmm. I don't view myself as being a founder of mm-hmm. anything. I was my husband's wife. Yes. And I tried to be the best possible help me to him. 
And I always saw my role as doing whatever I could to further God's plan for his life. Mm -hmm. And I've always been so comfortable with that. So I guess for me, the biggest shock is just that I'm not a helpmeet. Yeah. But you are. Look at you helping women right now. Not a helpmeet to your husband, but you are still helping the body of Christ right this moment. You're being with me. I've just been honored <laughs> to have you with me for these last few days. And I'm learning from you every moment. You know, you're dropping seeds of wisdom around for me to grow from. And so the teachable nature of our lives never ends. Yeah, that's true. But so that I think is the biggest thing I have to deal with. And if I sound teary, it's <laughs> it's because I am. <laughs> you know, that's one of the beautiful things about um, when the Lord touches us with, you know, he's touched by our emotions. And then there are times that we're touched by his. Yeah. And um, his love for you has never dwindled. And Absolutely. we do have to make these decisions. Um, my When I decided to move, Across the halfway across the country, I prayed for you. <laughs> I'm I'm thankful. I'm really thankful. And I couldn't. This was not even a place that my husband and I had thought of retiring. We had already had our plans as to where we were going and what we were going to do. But you know, when God directed my life, it wasn't in that direction. And so, um, it was a mid course correction, if you will. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the EP talked about that all the time. Yeah. There are times that God has to make a mid-course direction. Yeah. And so where he sent me was like a mid-course direction. Where you were going is where you were going with your husband. But now you're going where I need you to go and where I need you to be. Right. And so you and I had been talking about for years getting together as you traveled from one end of the country to the no. other. But it was right. (laughs) But it was my mid-course direction that brought you here today. Yes, and it's bringing us together to be able to share with other women. Blessing. Yes, some of our pains, some of our sorrows, because because you're a Christian, or because you are a pastor's wife, or because you work in ministry, doesn't mean you're exempt from life. Exactly. So I I guess the most um, I I don't know if it's been difficult. It's it's just different, yeah. You know, but I know I have purpose, still, yeah, and I'm grateful for this opportunity. <laughs> Amen. You deserve it and so much more. You have a great purpose, and God still has a plan for you and for me. Um, we'll just you know we won't be on their arms, but I'll grab your <laughs> elbow <laughs> and we'll walk in there together, <laughs> side by side. <laughs> Right. I did a homegoing service uh, for my sister-in-law. One of her sons passed and it would be something that my husband would normally do. Yes. And she said to me when I showed up, when I came in the door by myself, she realized for the first time that I was alone. Yes. And she said she wondered if it was enough. She said, but once you got in that place and you began to teach the gospel, it's like she has not missed a beat. God is still in her, working through her. And I think we learned that, that as we get in the places God desires for us to be, that we're we're more than enough for where he has placed us. And he shows up. Yes, he he does. He shows up and he directs us. But that's um, probably, I mean, how do you expect? 
you know, you can't plan for your husband no, to go home. You can't. Unless he's been sick. Yeah. You know, so that was totally unexpected. I mean, yeah. you know, he's here this morning on his way to the doctor for a simple test. Yeah. And that afternoon he's gone and you're waiting for him to come out. Yeah. And he doesn't. Yeah. Know? And then you get to the hospital and you see them, you see these brown arms and a team working to resuscitate this brown arm person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that looks like my husband. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so I said to the doctor, why were you resuscitating him? My husband's never had a heart problem. But the aspiration, the vomiting, the aspiration caused mm -hmm. all kinds of damage. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, you really just have to trust God. You, you know? do. And you always have the whys, but God will quickly it's not yours to question. It's quite. like you said. I love that what you said. He's my child. I can bring him home whenever I, I want, want to. to. That's right. And I don't have to check with you. Right. I don't have to check with you to do my will. <laughs> right. I I always thought it was so interesting that I watched a whole man go in that hospital. I couldn't go with him. Yeah. Because it was the beginning of COVID right. in our country. We in our our medical facilities and and professionals they didn't know they how didn't to know handle it to they didn't know what to do so i wasn't allowed to even go into the right. hospital i wasn't allowed to be with him so um you know we hugged and and said our moments at the door as they left with him right. the ambulance and then uh he would call me every day and we would talk and we actually, the doctor had said that he was improving. I, I was preparing for him to come home and to be on the first floor of the house rather than on the second. Right. And then, you know, he said if he, but he, he can't, he had a caveat with it. He said, if he continues in this pattern. Right. And, and that stayed in the back of my mind. If he continues if in he this pattern. Continues, yeah. But, um, I, and then when he passed, they wanted me to come to the hospital the same day to get his belongings. They didn't even want they didn't even want his belongings to stay. They wanted me to come and get them the same day because they didn't know they didn't what know. to do with anything about anything. But the doctor cried on the phone mm. with me and told me he had done all he could because he had been talking with me and he realized you know who my husband was because my husband was talking to them right. prior to the fact prior to them putting him on a respirator he was giving them a call of salvation yes he was yes he was and they knew they knew who he was yeah. and i didn't have to tell him right. um but i i said all that to say that god was in every moment you know, and I, I remember walking out of the hospital. I came to get his bag and it was just this this bag. And so um the lady said to me, she said, Mrs. Owens, we tried with everything in us to get that ring off of his finger, but we couldn't. And I started laughing. I said, that's my husband trying to tell me he's still married to me. No worries. <laughs> I said, when the funeral home picks him up, they'll make sure that I get the ring back. Because I told him, I was like, take his wedding ring off. Off. I right. want his wedding ring. And she said, Mrs. O's, we did everything we could to get that ring off, but he would not let that ring go. I said, oh, that's a message right. for me. He's trying to tell me I'm still your husband. That's right. <laughs> I may not be here in the natural. But there were so many things that God did to encourage me along the way. That's the wonderful thing. To make me know that this was not a punishment to me. 
But then why would I think that a God who loves me, who would wait on me to be kind to me, would punish me with the death of my husband? That's how far off our thinking can be in terms of when when things happen in our lives that are not pleasant to us. We can begin to see God in a wrong light. Oh, my. Yes. I never thought about that. And it's our thinking. (laughs) It's our thinking. It's not God's thinking. Wow. But why would. A holy God holy punish God, me. Who loves me. Who loves me. Yeah. Wow, this session has been interesting and quick. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. All right. Okay, so this was part two of the widow's walk right. without us knowing it, right? Right. <laughs> we are so thankful that you all were with us, and we pray that some of what we have shared brings joy to your heart, gives you some answers, clears up some questions. Our Episcopal, our Episcopal pastor used to always say, there are questions that need answers. answers right. And we pray that some of the questions in your heart got answers today. We'll see you on our next podcast. Thank you, and keep, we love you. Keep praying for us. Yes. <laughs> yeah.